You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell podcast. Brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. We have another exciting, informative, and fuck, rant-filled podcast coming your way. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Fleetwood, alongside Shane. How are we doing, Shane? I am doing decent. It's been a very stressful week. Uh, well, it's a stressful week for someone else. Uh, I, I believe it, it happened today. Uh, a family is moving, you know, maybe maybe not as stressful as our day, but uh, you have I something mean, to tell us? <laughs> Yeah, Andy, I mean, I'm assuming everyone would have heard by now, but if you didn't, Andy Green, longtime New Jersey Devil, longtime New Jersey Devil captain, is staying in the area, though. He's going to Long Island. He's going to join the Islanders. He waived his no-move clause to go, and they got a second-round pick for him. And yeah. it's the second Quenville to go to New Jersey. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was actually – was he draft? who was he drafted by? Was it New Jersey? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, first round, 30th <laughs> overall. So, literally, the one of the last picks in the draft, uh, John Quinville. So, I don't – I, I haven't followed this kid, obviously. You know um, – Isn't it Dave Quinville? What did I say? John. Jesus, yeah. There was a John Quenville. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many fun Quenvilles. There's like three, yeah, David Quenville, which I'm pretty sure is the brother Yes, of, David. of John. He looks like a very angry man, though. Which is funny, because this one right here is John Quenville played for New Jersey. So, what a loophole. We're, we're trading brothers at this moment. Yeah, because Quenville got shipped off to... Chicago? Yeah, for um, somebody I can't remember who. Oh, this kid does. This kid looks like it's a delinquent photo of him. Uh. <laughs> for John Hayden, that's who it was. It's like I knew it was another prospect. I just couldn't remember who. Uh, but yes, we are. We traded one brother and acquiring the other. Kind of so, weird. 
Yeah, so we're picking up a, a D-man, uh, age 21. So, I mean, it, you know, we I, I can't really find too much on the kid right now. Uh, this is kind of new to me. Uh, won't be new to you guys, but uh, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully this young kid has a little something. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he's a left shot. He shoots right. Got him pulled up right here. Okay, even better because we need a we need a, a legitimate young uh, right shot defenseman. Well, that's good for us. Um, I mean, and I mean Andy Green. You know, I guess Andy Green had to approve the trade, and that's the best thing to happen for him. Right, because he's going somewhere he wants to go, and he's not just being dumped. Yeah, and he's and he's not moving far. But you know, I mean, his his best era was like uh, the ten season to about what I'd say maybe the fifteen season is when he was he was you know his play has kind of dropped off. But the eighteen nineteen season had a really good run, and I mean this season's not really far off of what his expectations have been as of late. But the guy was. What is he, 37? So, I mean, you know, I think this was a good move. You know, we traded off a 37-year-old. Yeah, granted, he's been with us for 14, I believe, years. Um, and we're getting back a young 21-year-old, you know, defenseman that shoots right, which is what you're saying is something that we highly need. Yeah, I mean, I like Green. I like I. He's one of those guys that just does his job. He's not one of those flashy pansy uh defenseman that's gonna get you you know 70 points in a season like his career high is 32 and he just he does the little things right i think you know if someone were to look obviously i hate the stat but people bring it up all the time his plus minus not the greatest obviously but at the same time plus minus is a bullshit stat <laughs> And, right. it's, and it shouldn't Thank be judged to, or shouldn't be looked at to judge a player. Right. I just found like he's done everything. He's been a, you know, a solid three through six and exactly what, you know, his, the person I think of when I think of Andy Green is Ron Hainsey, someone who hasn't done a lot offensively, but is one of those veteran leaders and right. one of those defensive minds. He knows the game very well. He's a very smart defenseman. Let me see what I'm reading. Uh, I mean, what's, what's really cool about Andy Green is like one of those like really good humble stories, like wasn't drafted, was picked up as a free agent um, in what? Oh, six, Oh seven plays with the team for, I want to say seven seasons. And then they, they give him the captaincy, like, you know, just a little humble, a humbleness from uh, Andy Green. And then like you're saying, like a, uh, maybe not well-noticed player, but definitely if he's on your team, it's someone that you would, you know, respect and, and, and be, be happy to have him on a team. He, he does his job. And uh, another thing, thanks to you guys, uh, plus minuses are now something like I completely blow off. Like I don't even give a fuck about them. They're only worth, they're only worthwhile in fantasy. That's it. Even then, they shouldn't even matter in fantasy. Yeah. It's like one of those just bullshit stats. I'd rather uh, – I'd rather hitting be more of a, a, a standard stat instead of one you got to go in the depths and, and turn on. But uh, anyway, uh, have you checked out the Devils uh, concepts for the black jersey? Yeah, I've seen a couple of uh, concept designs. I hate it. 
All right. Well, uh, just the other day, <laughs> have you seen the one that they unveiled with uh, Jack Hughes? You know, it's just like thrown on him. Is this on their Twitter? Yes, it's on their Twitter. It's uh, I have not. I will. You know, okay, give me one second. I'm going to check it. All right. So I'm just going to break it down as, as we get ready for Shane's famous rant. So it's just a complete black jersey, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't seen it. Um, with two stripes um, on, I guess, the bicep area. I really think uh, I, I've been sold on the green. I think uh, maybe just a black and green jersey would have been a lot better. But this is literally as close to the 2013-14 era blackout jerseys uh, as this team can go. Yeah. When did they post it? Um, uh, must send you a link. But uh, I can't find anything on their twitter find something any anyway uh as i'm looking I did that up see one and i hated it well which one did you see was it the one where it was like the grayed out letters as well uh, i don't think so it was literally black red and white it was basically like their home red jersey mm-hmm. swapped the red and the black <laughs> that was literally it and i'm just like why what is the point of this all right, folks. He's about. He's being sent it right now, and the rant will ensue. Uh, as soon as as soon as we're back from the rant, we will go straight into the uh, our great game against Detroit, followed by uh, our you know average Hurricanes. We heard we heard a uh, faint upsetness, and it's coming. What the fuck <laughs> is this atrocity? <laughs> what? <laughs> Like a humble sponge, he's soaking in all of this, all of this knowledge and, and rage will ensue. What is this atrocity? <laughs> it is so bad. I, oh my God. It looks like beer league. It looks like a beer league jersey. It's just too much of one color. The devils need to go back to their white, red, and green. If it's anything but white, red, and green, throw it in the trash. <laughs> It's that simple. I don't care. I don't care who's designing it. If they're designing something that does not involve red, white, and green, throw it in the trash. There's no reason for the Devils to be red, black, and white. Too many teams are that color. Be different. Fuck. All right. I mean, dude, even look, this, this is what's upsetting, folks. If you like this type of jersey, that's fine, right? But, like, there is no creativity when it comes to, like, normally a jersey – can look bad, and then you see the full kit, and it could it could sway it just a little bit. But not only is the you know the pants are just straight black, their their leggings are black with the you know same white and red stripe, um, but the gloves are just as fucking basic as you can get, and it just screams you know, not even AHL like like just just below beer league. yeah beer league. Now, Shane, if they change the color scheme of it, do you like the the way the jersey is with the stripes on the arm? I mean, yeah, because the stripes aren't much different than what they're wearing now. But at the same time, they should just go back to the – like, they have the white jersey for it. They already have the white, red, and green. They've brought out the, the red one before. No reason to bring anything else out. I hate the NHL when it comes to jerseys. Because they're so damn conservative. They're so scared to try color, like a, a color scheme that may not be as popular 
when it comes to the generic look of things. And I'll give Colorado and LA credit. You know, the outdoor jerseys have been known to kind of break that cycle of conservativeness and very simple and basic designs. They may, some of them may be ugly and horrible. But definitely push the, the boundaries of, push the of boundaries. what colors are in this league. Um, I guess notable ones that would come to my mind, like right off the bat, is like the original Colorado team with the red, just the primary colors, you know, red, Colorado blue, Rockies. yellow. Yeah, with Don Cherry as the fucking coach. Um, and then like the Thrashers, you know, like that's another team that like really just went a little different with the colors. Like, Mighty like, Ducks, Kansas yeah, the City Ducks, Scouts. You know what the Ducks would be, I guess, the best example. Other than I would you say want, like the Thrashers. Cause they, you don't want to throw it back if they really want to make it – Go back to the Kansas City Scouts colorway. That yellow, white, blue, and red. Right. And with exception of the red, if you – like, it almost looks like like just – the eight. red was an accent color. It wasn't a primary color, if right. I, if I recall. Because, like, the way like it looks on their logo, it makes it look like it's just like another – it's just the Kansas City Chiefs hockey team. But uh, but that blue really does – you know, like like you're saying, the red is not is not the the main. It's like a second or tertiary color. I just, uh, I, I mean, just. So you're just not a fan of this jersey? No, I think it's atrocious and needs to be burned. Well, look, uh, I'm gonna put a poll up uh, starting tomorrow. As soon as it drops, we'll put a poll up, uh, checking on how if people like, you know, this type of concept. Do they like the red, black, and white, or should we go back to you know the glorious green, red, and white? And we'll see what the folks say. I mean, truthfully, probably, I'm sold on the fucking green. I love it now. Like, it, it, it's unique. You know, no one dared to put, you know, these colors together. You know, it's not fucking Christmas, but they made it work. It, because you know? it wasn't obnoxious. And the shades of green, like the shade of green they used was fantastic. It was perfect. I don't know why they ever switched to this the, the black red black and white concept i don't know i think there needs to be more teams to break the barrier you know do something different yes i mean there's teams like ottawa who that's been that's their city colors right but don't which is why i'm so interested in see seattle's colors yeah because they they really get a chance to to break the mold of, of like just the standardness that we get when it comes to um, just color concepts, you know? Yeah. And I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But look at, look at Dallas. Dallas broke the mold, not necessarily broke the mold, but they embraced the green color. Right. And people love it. It's just, I think the NHL needs to, to allow more, more diversity when it comes to jerseys not stupid like in the ahl uh for people who aren't familiar they can like they wear their hockey fights cancer jerseys on like during the game like it's not just a warm-up jersey it's an actual game jersey right so they're not nhl do that yeah they're not afraid to to you know like we put out jerseys for practice and then for, for special events, but that's it. We don't wear them outside of just practice. Yeah. But uh, a quick little update. It'll be late for you guys, but uh, 
in the Columbus Devils game, uh, Blues are up 2 nothing. Uh, Zach Rowinski and Andrew, I guess that's uh, Peaky? Peak, maybe? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you know, the Devils are losing right now. But uh, it's funny about this, an- another rant ensuing. Um, tonight is a promotion night, and tonight 9,000 fans got the Subinator <laughs> bobblehead. Have you had a chance to check that out yet? I saw it. I don't care. I'm not a huge <laughs> bobblehead fan. Like, I hate the whole, like, bobblehead souvenir thing. Oh, it's huge. In the NHL, it's fucking, like, massive, you know? like I hate it. It's pathetic. It's so bo- – <laughs> it's just – it's the constant. Like, come up with better ideas. I would – truthfully, I would rather go home with a hat or a, a shirt I feel like it would cost less to make the fucking, I don't know, maybe maybe making a shirt or a hat might cost more than a bobblehead because you don't have to worry about size differentials. But fuck, man, bobbleheads are literally like, you know, like the Christmas gift from the NHL. Like that. It's just, I, I don't get it. Like it's pathetic. It's, it's amateurish. Like you can't, you make so much money and you can't for, like you fork out on the basic and simplest giveaways. I I don't get it. What would be an ideal giveaway? What would be something that would well, that would? I don't know. I think baseball. Baseball has it down right. They don't do it a lot, but they definitely have. They they do the bobbleheads obviously because it's simple and it can honor one player. Mm-hmm. And if you that like that that's fine. You want that, but there's. Uh, like for example, I'll use the Toronto Blue Jays just because they're Canada's team, and that's the team I get to watch most often. Uh, they have giveaways where you get like a replica jersey. Uh, obviously, they're not like it's of one player, and it's yeah. not like the greatest quality, but it's better than a bobblehead. Yeah, uh, dude, that, that's like, pretty cool. I mean, if they if they would go as far as like. If, if you could get your fucking actual size, then that's, that's fine. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting like, you know, an authentic Jersey. You know, I, at that point, it's like, I've already paid for the game. I'm, I'm here to watch a game. If you're going to give me like a Walmart quality, you know, little, you know, souvenir Jersey, why not? That sounds great. Yeah. I mean, a Jersey's a Jersey, right? It's free. <laughs> yeah. And then that one, dude, you get one of those, guess what? You're not afraid to fuck that one up. No. And that's the thing. It's not like, I don't know. I think there could be more done than what the NHL is doing. The big thing, I think before the NHL figures out their promotional issues, they really need to figure out Department of Player Safety because yeah. that's a joke. Yeah, you're not lying. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking to um, to Mason tonight uh, of Habs Nightly about a uh, – uh, you probably don't give a fuck, but uh, it was the Boston game versus the Habs and uh, Gallagher, the, the Gallagher embellishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I part of me is like, okay, you know, you shouldn't cross check someone in the friggin' face, but he definitely he he embellished it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, like, you get hit in the face, why not just sell it? You know, but it, my whole thing is like. I guess just the height difference 
of those two, it looks so much fucking worse, you know? Cause it's it actually like, it was. yeah. Cause like his chin is literally at chest level. So it's like, you know, you can't even cross check Brendan Gallagher. If you're Zidane Ochara in the chest, unless, you know, you're fucking stooping down. This dude was just like cocked him right in the fucking mouth. You know, like if, if it was as more malicious, like dude, that, you know, complete fucking, you know, facial reconstruction, like lower jaw could have just been shattered. Um, Oh, a hundred percent. It could have been a lot. But I mean, you know, like was. someone like Brendan Gallagher, like I wouldn't say like, like yeah, that's my fucking team. But like, you know, uh, if anybody Gallagher's deserves the new Martian because of the coach. Yeah, I I was about to say that. Okay, so like, you know, there's there's players that people like this guy. If anybody deserves it, it's this guy. Well, on Montreal, it, it happens to be Brendan Gallagher because of the way he plays a game and, and where his office is. You know, it's literally in front of the net. He's like a Sean Avery to. Um, you know, to this podcast, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what, what year was that when he turned around? <laughs> I don't even know. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Sean Avery's office was literally in front of the net, bothering the fuck out of people. Um, and and oh, that, yeah, that's, 100%. that's what that's what Brendan Gallagher has become. Um, and he gets a piece of shit. His, you know, our coach could be better, but even before we had him as a coach, he was still successful in that area. Oh yeah. He, he's successful in that area, but, but I find that playing a lot like Marchand did under Julian. Right. Julian is not that good of a coach. He just coaches his team to piss off the other team more. Yeah. It's, it's like a, if we can get in their heads, they'll slip up, but you need a great team to take advantage of slip ups. If they don't make the playoffs, he gets fired. There's great coaches, you know, out there. And I, Bill Ant's available. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I don't see how he doesn't get fired. Right. Um, I think that there's good coaches out there, and I hate that, like, we, we're in that, like, you know, reusing coach cycle. Um, but there's definitely recycled coaches that are out there that are worth a better look than, you know, Julianne right now. Julian is literally just a little bit better version of Tarion, and look how that turned out. I fuck Michelle Tarion, dude. <laughs> My, and Montreal's the worst at recycling coaches. They've oh, recycled both Tarion and Julian. Yeah. Just because they're French. I wish we would Stupid. really get away from that that cycle, but but it is what it is. I don't want to talk anymore. Because the original owners, <laughs> like the original Montreal Canadian owners, were English. I don't know where I don't know where this fucking French like must be French attitude right. came up. But it's literally it was like all we did. Like we we had you had to, you had to be fucking bilingual or French. You know, you you had to be basically if you were from Quebec, you were going to Montreal if you were good enough. You know, your coaches were fucking oh, yeah, French because like up until the the 67 expansion uh, we basically had a like that whole network of, of French Canada was just man. You had literally Eastern Ontario and all of a, basically most of Atlantic Canada at your disposable. The fact right. that they only won twenty four cups is a shame. But like to think about joining the sixteen era of like of the NHL. Right to have such a, a vast. Uh, monopoly of of players. Oh, 100%. I get what you're and saying. You, and you you only came away with 24, and you, you probably I think they only had like, only they had like 
20, they only had like 16 in that era. I mean, I think they won most of them, but it's like, I, I just, I look at it and I'm like, that was such a wasted time. Luckily, Ottawa didn't have a team. Because <laughs> well, that's the thing, is that if Ottawa had a team, yeah, they who, who would, they, who would they have picked from? Like, they would have had all of Quebec, which a lot of their stars were from, but it's still, it's frustrating to see Montreal be like, oh, we've won 24 cups. And it's like, okay, how many have you won since the original expansion? Yeah. And I'm going to look that up because I'm kind of curious on how many cups they won after the original expansion in 67. Because we know Toronto hasn't won anything. I think. Um, since the original ex- expansion, you saying? Yeah, since the 67 expansion. I want to say it's uh, like – it's not many. It's like a handful – so they won it this the first season after the expansion. Uh oh wait, no, that yeah, so they won it in 67, 68, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 75, 76. It's gotta be 76, I say 77, 77, 78, 78, 79. They've won under 10 since the original expansion. And they won four in a row. Because, yeah, 67, 68, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 75, yeah. About 10. Last one coming in 93. Yeah. Because the way I was thinking was like, all right, so the Pocket Rockets won 11. And I think, what, two two or three of them were before uh, the, 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 you know, the new, the new teams came on. And then you got you know, what, 93. So this is a crazy stat. The President's Trophy was introduced in 1985. Montreal has zero President's Trophies <laughs> since it's been incepted, like, since its inception into the league. That's crazy. A little update. Uh, it's the end of the first. Uh, still same same goals, uh, 2 nothing. Blue Jackets up. Uh, we've got a little bit of time left. Uh, you want to just quickly, we'll glance over uh, Red Wings Devils. A little bit of light and uh, a, a win for us should should be talked about, even at the smallest bit. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but still, you know, no Nico Heischer. Our face-off percentages plummet to just about the worst as they can get. Uh, despite the fucking win, uh, 33 to 67 on the face-offs. Ooh, uh, rough. It's fucking uh, – it was just bad. Uh, no, no shorthanded goals this game, but Wayne Simmons had quite the night. Uh, two goals, back-to-back goals, one being a power play goal, which was great for us. Um, and then lighting up at the right time. Right. Uh, Andy Green, you know, scores a goal. So, I'm sure – I think that was his last as a devil. But, you know, nonetheless, the, yeah, last, would do it. the last win that he's a part of, he opens up the scoring. So you I know. would love to see him win a cup. He deserves it. Absolutely. And it's multiple guys out there that are just like just just pure veterans, you know, just not the best, but a hard working, like the blue collar man, you know. Basically. But uh I really hope like I hope New Jersey doesn't go to the fucking black jersey. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's lingering, folks. Um there was this what there was a little bit of craziness. Uh you know, the first goal isn't from us. It's a power play goal by uh, Andreas 
Anna Anna Thazu or something something like that. What a fucking name, guys. Uh, anyway, well, you know, it's literally passed in just a a death zone. As there's three three devil uh, three devils in between him, and he he gets the shot off, scores, but in doing so, um, I'm trying to think who would be the defenseman. I couldn't really get a great look at him, but uh, he goes to try to swipe. You know, swipe. It kind of looked like he was about. You know, he, he was going to slash him. But he batted into him, but the way he did it, it kind of looks like it was in between the leg. And when he pulled out, it kind of made it look like uh, Anna. How do you say it, Shane? You know uh, this guy's name? Anathesu, I think. Anathesu. It looked like his fucking leg did like a Doug Glatt, like it bent outward and he falls, you know, and like immediately grabs it. And I was like, fuck, you know, like. Yeah, he scored, but, like, this dude looks – he might be done for the season. Gladly, you know, luckily he's not, you know, uh, I, I don't want to see this, you know, any player really get hurt like that, but, like, a leg injury is absolutely fucking – it's no leg fun to deal with. Dangerous. And it it looked a lot worse than than what, what you know, the guy made it to be. I'm not going to fucking attempt the name again. Um, but, man, we were hitting hard that, that game, 25 to 15 – we can't win off the face-off, so I guess our best way is to fucking just get in the trenches and really hit them and and take them out of out of their game. Yes, uh, the you know the Red Wings aren't a fucking top team right now. You know they're the um, are they still the worst? Uh, Fourteen yeah, they, wins. They've guaranteed lost in the league. All right, so you know this wasn't like a win that like yeah we fucking you know we we took out a big team, but this is a game we need to win obviously. Um, and and the rest of the league kind of looks at us. I wouldn't say like the Red Wings, but don't give us enough respect, you know. But uh, this is a game we needed to win, and we found a way to do it, which you know shouldn't have been hard. But despite, uh, I mean, it just shows you how much Nico Heischer is important to this team with only thirty three percent faceoff wins. Yeah, I mean, Heischer is definitely the the motor that drives this boat. Right. So I'm excited to – I want him back. I want to see what happens when we put, like, actual talent around him. Uh, we got an update. Devils just scored, so it's 2-1. I want to see uh, Joey Anderson off of Rooney good. and I Paul like Mary. So, um, I do enjoy Joey. That's good for us. We're going to we're gonna crawl back in. There's one, one minute, 20 seconds left in the second period. Um, so, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, let's get some momentum going. Um, but, you know, with the Red Wings win – Obviously, you know, momentum should be on our side, but it's not the case. The very next night, the Hurricanes fucking put on a clinic, 5-2 to two on us. Uh, Mirko Mueller, um, how old is he? Like 20, 23, 24? Mirko Mueller, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he opens up the scoring for us. Um, and then Joey Anderson, you know, it, it's a dead game, but finds the back of the net. So two games in a row, Joey Anderson has, has found the back of the net. So hopefully I like we Joey. get a little heat going. Joey, uh, I like him. He, he'll be good. Yeah, how old is he? I've, I've never really paid attention to this kid yet. He is 21. 21, all right. He's out of Roseville, Minnesota, USA. Number 14, 21 years old, 190 pounds right wing. All right. That's not bad. Uh, drafted by us, that's that's pretty good. So that just shows this development. Oh uh, man, I really He's thrown up in Binghamton this year. 
mm-hmm. threw uh, 34 goals or 34 points. Nice. Um, in his Minnesota, he played at Minnesota of Duluth for two seasons. He had 37 points as a rookie. Um, and then 27 as a sophomore. So he kind of declined, but I'm pretty sure the team around him wasn't the greatest. Right. And he decided to go pro. And then kind of got bounced. He got hurt last year, bounced around a little bit, and then didn't make it out of camp. Well, that's it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, just in the Carolina game, uh, he got a goal off a of three shot. So, you know, uh, Thank God, <laughs> you know uh, I'm happy that we have someone that I can I can personally look look into a little bit more and follow a little bit more. But you know, uh, Carolina's been kind of back and forth this season, and I was hoping that we could get you know a, we could squeak through them. It just wasn't the case. But uh, definitely tonight would be a great night to fucking beat out a team as uh, as Columbus has just been fucking lights out as of late. Uh, Merz Leakins. Uh, I mean, fuck. I wouldn't consider him like a. I don't know. Would you put him in the the Calder talk? I mean, for I don't. Who? I don't. Uh, Merzlikas, the the goalie for the, for the Blue Jackets. I don't. I don't think the last he's. Last time a goalie won the Calder. Mm. Pretty sure it was Chris Mason, also part of Columbus. Look how that turned out. <laughs> right. If I'm I Columbus, I don't want him to win. <laughs> I, I don't think he's got a shot considering. Uh, it's Macar's to lose. It's it's well yeah. no. Well, it's between McCars and Hughes. And, and yeah, I was about to say Hughes because uh, Hughes out in, Hughes out in no, the other Hughes out in Vancouver is is has quickly jumped onto Caleb McCall's back and is uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's in the lead as far as offense, uh, offensive scoring right now. But but also Caleb McCall did have an injury, um, so that that'll play into effect. But I think right now it's Hughes. It's Hughes's to lose. Caleb McCall would be you know the runner up as of late. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, I would like to see like a notable mention for Miss Merzlikens, considering like how well he's come in. I mean, a notable, notable mention, just like how it was for Binghamton last year. Right. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, I think I think, I think we're about to wrap it up. Uh, the Columbus game is still going on, so you know, hopefully, we can when we come back uh, Thursday, we have a little bit more to talk about as far as you know a, a win in Columbus. That'd be amazing. But. Uh, you know, we're, we're busy people, and uh, tonight is just a little shorter than normal. As always, you know, uh, we love Still to hear back well. from you guys. <laughs> oh, New Jersey just scored. Again? Awesome. Yeah, I just so, got the – unless it's an old notification. Yeah, no, Merkley ties it up at two. That is amazing. So, there you end go, the, folks. End the podcast on a high note. <laughs> there we go. So, tied even. Let's – uh, yep, I just got the notification. Uh, with Anderson as a, a secondary assist. So this kid just – He's piling hopefully, it up. Hopefully, hopefully he catches fire. But uh, as hopefully. always, me and Shane, uh, we appreciate, appreciate you guys listening to us. And uh, as always, go Devils. Shane, you want to – got any yeah. last last things to say? No. I mean, let's uh, let's have fun this last half of the season. Let's see what happens. Yeah. All eyes on June. All eyes <laughs> – that's got all eyes like on June. All eyes on June and uh, – I think that Andy Green has literally opened the seal, and we're about to get a bunch of you know, a bunch of picks coming in, folks. So uh, stay tuned. We'll we'll keep y'all as informed as we can. Uh, yeah. All right, Shane, it's been a pleasure. Always. All right, guys, go Devils! Y'all have a great week.